If you love Arizona small school basketball, don't miss out on our Patreon. Here you can get bonus exclusive content that you cannot get on the podcast weekly. It's in our link tree. Go check it out. I promise if you're an Arizona small school basketball fan, you're going to love it. Here we do deep dives on teams, players, games, anything you can think of. It's a little bit of a different vibe. Don't miss out on your chance to join the small ball army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona small ball is just better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Monday, December 26th. Reyes is here with me as always. And I want to start off by saying that I hope you guys all had an amazing Christmas. Reyes, how was your Christmas, buddy? My Christmas was pretty good, man. I can't complain. You got, got everything room. you asked for? I didn't even ask for anything, so I got bonus gifts. That's pretty nice. I got some shoes, which I needed. I got a new comforter Basketball set. Basketball shoes? No, 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 no. Just, like, walk-around shoes. Oh, okay. I, okay. I need new basketball shoes. Our, our players have been giving me a lot of crap lately about that. Yeah, they are I, pretty bad. All right, then. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> You and your little American flag shoes. Uh, hey, those are. So, I'm a history teacher too, man. So it's perfect. You know, the it's that's, true, awesome. that's true. I'm glad you had a good Christmas. You know, I had a good Christmas. Thanks for asking. And um, oh. you know, <laughs> how's your uh, Christmas, Jeff? It was great, man. You know, uh, had a, an amazing time with the family. You know, it was like the perfect relaxed Christmas that I feel like I needed because it's just been kind of a crazy Christmas break and it was just, it's perfect, man. So kids all love their gifts, everything. And so it was, it was really good. Lewis loved his little box that we got him. So, you know, it was, it was perfect. So yeah, it, it was a great Christmas. We hope that you guys all had an amazing Christmas. Uh, and also I want to say this too, a huge thank you to all of you guys. There have been so many of you guys that have uh, been tuning into the podcast over this Christmas break. I want you to know, we both feel honored that you have allowed us to spend some time with you during this Christmas break, during this holiday season. That's super cool. We don't take it lightly. And uh, also, you know, we always say this, but want to remind you guys, man, if you're not subscribed to the to the show, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, follow, subscribe to the show. And then while you're there, leave us a review. You know, we love those five-star reviews. It just really helps the quality of our show. Today, what we're going to do is we're really going to focus on uh, talking about our updated top 10 for the small ball. We did not post one last week. Me and Reyes got a little bit. We didn't really know what to do because it was a little bit late. And we we're talking about releasing it midweek. We're going to do it this week. And this whole episode is focused on our top 10, mainly because, Reyes, do you remember who voted on it? Yes, our army, our the army, small ball, the small ball army. 
So the small ball army voted for it on Patreon. Uh, we gave them like five different options. And this was the one that won, I think 67% of the votes all went towards uh, to- doing an episode just of our top 10. So if you want to have any type of say in any type of episodes, you want to be a part of that kind of stuff. Just go check out the Patreon. You, you're going to love it. And it'd be awesome. Join also, the army. Join the army. And it'd be a great gift for the holidays for us, too, because you're helping support us as well. So uh, just think about that as we get started. Let's look at the the top 10 for the 1A first. Actually, before we do that, we got one other thing we got to talk about. The Cougar. The Cougar. The Cougar right. Mountain Lion debacle has been solved. I put out a poll. There was about 300 of you guys that interacted with this poll on Instagram. And... You know, the question was, if you see a cougar or a mountain lion, they're one and the same. If you see a cougar in the in the wild, what are you supposed to do? Get big and yell or play dead? I want you guys to know there was a shocking amount. Reyes, what are you supposed to do? Do you remember? Supposed to get big and yell, dude. Come on you're, now. You're supposed to get big My and yell. My answer. That was your answer. I thought you were supposed to play dead. Why would you play dead? You're literally going to get eaten. It's, you're literally asking for it. I, well, listen, there was a shocking number of people. There was about 40 people who picked the option. I was one of them, so I'll be honest. There's about 40 people who picked the option of playing dead. So well, guess what? You guys are dead. Yeah, Those so this, 40 people. Yeah, this is not a wildlife podcast, obviously. It was the Arizona Swamble podcast. But I feel like I should say this. Just so that way, if you're ever in the wild and you see a cougar, for you 40 people that voted that you should play dead, don't do that. Get big and yell because I don't want you to sue us or you die because of the Arizona Small World podcast and us talking about that. So just wanted to get that out of the way. You ready to talk about some 1A stuff? I am ready, dude. Okay, so there were definitely some shakeups in our rankings. And uh, I don't know. I feel like the 1A was probably the biggest shakeup that we had. Even though it wasn't like crazy moves, there was there was quite a bit of movement there in the 1A. No, there was quite a bit of movement. There are some teams that are kind of on the border. Um, there's obviously the strong five that we got going there. Just keep doing what they're doing. But then that six through ten was, it was a little, it, it was a little shaky just because that was where the main movement was from. What was happening? You know, teams beating teams, but then losing. And then there's, it was just pretty. It's pretty wild to be honest. Yeah, you know, one through five has stayed strong. So our our top five hasn't changed. Saint David, North Valley, El Capitan, Babo, and Hayden. Hey. I just got to say, I, I think I sent you that video of Baba Kavari, right? Did I not send it to you on Instagram? The what? The There was like a little hype, like highlight mix. Of no, you never, you, you never sent that to me, dude. I need to send it to you. Baba Kavari is looking tough. They're playing really good right now. And I'm really liking them a lot. I cannot wait for January 19th when they face off against St. David at home. I know we've already mentioned that, but I just want to say it one more time because I'm really excited about it. Um, so yeah, they've been really staying strong one through five. The movement was six through 10 and really Joseph city and Mogion just flip-flopped and they've had some interesting action with each other. And, um, if I remember right, Mogion lost to Joseph city and then mm-hmm. Joseph city lost to them in like the actual like season. It was a pretty big loss. Actually, if you look at it in both ways. Um, when Joseph City beat Mogion, they beat them 63 to 38. And then when Mogion beat Joseph City, it was 59 to 71. So, so kind of interesting there, but they lost. 
but then Joseph City beat Fort Thomas. So Joseph City and Mogollon, all we did was flip-flop them. Um, I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of both of those squads. They're competing really good. Probably the biggest movement piece was Fort Thomas, right? No, that wasn't. Yeah, they, they, they just moved Not really. One. They yeah, just they moved, moved one. one. Um, Rock Point stayed the same just because they're, I mean, they're continuing to win, but they're not really playing anybody. Yeah, they're not having, they don't have any really massive quality wins. Um, the, yeah, besides Fort Thomas only changing one spot, I think Fort Thomas was eight or something like that. But then. Yeah, Fort Thomas were, was previously eight. Now they're nine because they lost to Joseph City and then, yeah, it was just a whole little triangle thing yeah. going on. Um, yeah, Fort Rock Thomas, Point and Fort Thomas flip flopped. Yeah, and then if you look at the ten spot, this is where it gets interesting for you guys. So Salome hasn't; their only losses to uh, was it North Valley and Saint David, and they lost to PCD two times in the tournament. And PC, PCD, and then you have Desert Christian. You know, they lose the Babo, but then they get some pretty big wins. Who did Desert Christian just recently beat? They they picked up some pretty decent wins against um, – I can't even think of who they beat. But well, – Well, I just wanted to say this. Desert Christian, we both were, were talking about it. We felt like they deserved a spot in our top ten because, I mean, them – because we were making the argument for Salome. Y'all know who was making the argument for Salome. That was me. Is Salome and Desert Christian, right? When you this is where we kind of had some issues together because when you look at their resumes, their resumes are kind of similar. You know, very Desert, similar. Desert. They're both sitting at um, so Desert Christian's five and three. I think Salome is five and two. Um, their losses are so. Desert Christian lost to Baba Kavari 57 to 61 and to North Valley 52 73. Salome lost to North Valley and to St. David. So those are losses to two top teams. I mean, it's kind of hard, but we felt like if we were going to have Salome in the top 10, we felt like Desert Christian really deserved it, especially with how they've been playing lately. I mean, they've been really on a tear and competing against some really good teams. So, I mean, yeah, that was just kind of where we're at with Desert Christian and Salome. How much longer do you think Salome stays in this top 10 race? Man, they're on a thread. Like, literally, like, on thin ice. I mean, I'd have to look at I looked at their schedule. I haven't looked at it recently, so I need to do that again. Um, they're playing yeah, in the I, I, turn is New Year's Classic. I can see them falling out by this week. You think? I think so. Unless they get some pretty big wins. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, they're tied for 10. Desert Christian easily just kind of bump over them and just send Salome out. We're going to put them – they're tied for 10. So, Salome and Desert Christian are tied for 10, just so for you guys who are listening. And pretty much it's whoever has a better week this week will, you know. Okay, well, then let's talk about this, right? Let's talk about the week that they're both going to have. Uh, Salome is playing in the Epic Tourney's New Year's Classic, which I love for them and for their group moving forward. I mean, that's an awesome opportunity for them. Mm -hmm. um, and then Desert Christian this week, if I remember right, I didn't see them in a tournament. This they are. They're in the Coyotes basketball invitational at ALA. Their well, first really game good against one. Highland Prep. So they're both gonna have some really good opportunities to win or to lose. We're definitely gonna be watching this stuff because it's gonna be really interesting. Um, January seventh, they both have their next regular season game. Desert Christian plays at home against Patagonia Union, and then Salome plays. I think that's at Fort Thomas. So those are definitely some games to watch after 
uh, after the epic tourney's New Year's Classic and after the ALA uh, Coyotes Invitational. But I, other than that, I feel really good about our top ten. If I'm being, I think no, I, th- I think I think our top ten is pretty solid. I think a lot of people are probably going to be wondering why haven't we put Desert Heights Prep in there? Just because of the record solely alone, looks yeah. can be deceiving. They're five and one right now, but if you look at the quality of wins. They've played an Antelope Union. They played a Baghdad. They played a North Phoenix Preparatory. They played a Valley Luton, and they beat a Mayor. Yeah, yeah. And those teams, no disrespect, you know, they're just not there this year so far, at least. Yeah. They're kind of on the down end, and so they're still trying to figure it out. And the only team that they played within the top ten is North Valley Christian, and they lost seventy-eight to thirty. Sure. Why don't and we? Then, you know what? I'll go go ahead, I'll, and then I'll say my thing. Well, no, that's all I was pretty much saying. You look at the quality of teams Salome and Desert Christian have played as compared to Desert Heights Prep. Desert Heights Prep resume just isn't enough, I don't think, to just put them solely in the top 10 just because of the record 5-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why don't we just take a second and talk about resume? What do you mean by that? Like the, the teams that who they played. Yeah, right. And, and I think that that's a key, too, because we've got some messages from some people being like, hey, well, look at their record. So I get that. We definitely take that into account, you know, Um, especially more so in the 2A than we have in the 1A, just because that's been more common in the 2A. But like Bisbee, you know, Bisbee was at that point 9-0, and we're like, shoot, they haven't lost, you know, like, and they they haven't been playing amazing teams. Their resume wasn't great, but they deserved a spot in our top 10. You know, we, at some point, we have to start taking into account what's what's the strength of your schedule you know like who have you actually beaten compared to like somebody else who's lost to to a really good team or whatever so um yeah okay that that's it for the 1a let's move on to the 2a okay the 2a um so the 2a has been really interesting uh so kind of similar to the 1a and it's kind of the same with the 3a too but not a whole lot of movement between one through five six i mean maybe a little bit uh I wanted to remember we had this little disagreement about Phoenix Christian and Pima. We did. And then who shot that down? You shot it down. I wanted to move Phoenix Christian up from, I wanted to flip flop Phoenix Christian and Pima and put Phoenix Christian at three and put Pima at four because Phoenix Christian has been tearing it up. They won the paradise honors tournament, which was awesome. Huge shout great out. Week. They had a great week. They had an amazing week, week last week, you know? And so like huge shout outs to them. And I looking on Instagram, that was their first tournament win that they've had. So that's super cool for them as well. But we looked at Pima and I mean, Pima had a great week last week too. You know, uh, their, their competition that they're, they did lose a couple times, but their competition was a little bit better than the competition that Phoenix Christian was playing against. So it's hard to kind of factor that stuff in, but it is pretty fun. Uh, so, so yeah, anyways, uh, that was like my big shakeup that I wanted to do. And also wanted to shout out Tommy Randolph, Colin Cosimo, um, Bryce Anderson, uh, coach Strizek, the whole coaching staff. That's a huge win to go and represent the small ball teams really, really well. I mean, it's a two, a team competing against four A's and winning the whole championship. I am four A's cool. Metro tech. I believe is a six, a independence. I believe is a five, a or six, a Barry Goldwater. I think is a four, a or five, a. And you have Paradise Honors in the 4A. And, I, I mean, it. it's it's honestly really great stuff to see. So, like I said, shout out to you, the Cougars. Um, that, was, that was obviously a pretty great great week and great weekend. 
let's just say, well, not weekend, I guess, because holidays, but you know, great we, week. Could, could you make an argument that maybe those teams, when they saw Phoenix Christian and the Cougars, they played dead instead of getting big and yelling? Oh, see, maybe. Yeah, I, I that's how it happened. That's what happened. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some other shakeups in the two way that we actually had. Probably Highland Prep. Highland Prep's back in the five, top five. Highland Prep is back in the top five because of the loss of Leading Edge Academy. And that was probably one of the biggest losses that we saw from last week. Leading Edge Academy drops a big one on the road at Ariti Prep. And we're going to talk about them a little bit. That was an overtime, um, but that was a huge win for Ariti Prep to gain at home. And uh, because of that, we actually find them. I mean, you see them at that number 10 spot. They're going to be there. We'll talk about them a little bit more in a second. Um, but because of that, Leading Edge Academy dropped from five all the way to eight. Highland Prep and ALA were both just bumped up um, just a couple spots. PCD also had a big loss this week, too. Do you remember who they lost to? They lost to Veritas Prep. Yeah, and I mean, actually, and I'll just say this. Leading Edge, Leading Edge Academy lost to Ariti Prep, but they lost to them. They didn't have their three best kids. I know that that doesn't matter, whatever. Like, I get that. They still lost, and it's where it is. You got who you got. From what I understand, PCD had their kids against Veritas Prep. So that's a bigger loss, I felt like, than Leading Edge Academy's loss was to um, to Veritas or uh, to Ariti Prep. So they moved down. They jumped all the way down. P PCD lost. They moved down to the nine spot. Leading Edge Academy dropped down to the eight spot. We didn't drop Leading Edge Academy as far because of the quality of win because they didn't have all their kids, but they still get penalized for that. Trivium Prep, they stay or they go up to seven. Trivium Prep hasn't like beaten anybody massive this past week. But kind of like what we've been saying, they've just been kind of taking care of their business. Um, Staying consistent, I guess you could say. Yeah, they took um, care of business against Mojave Accelerated, 66 to 53. So that was a great win for them. Um, but, yeah, I know. Because a lot of people are probably wondering, uh, like I said, Trivium Prep, they got that one win over Malk. Pretty good, solid win. Malk is a you know, really good team. Probably, I'd say a top 15 team. Yeah, they're just I'll right look. outside the top 10. We were looking they're, at them. Right outside the top 10. We were kind of looking at them, but then you had to look at a read prep, who they beat. Big win for them. Because then you look at Veritas, they literally beat PCD and then they lose to Benson. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just what just mayhem in the in the 2A. So it's just like kind of like what made sense. And so that's why Highland preps at five. You have ALA Lutheran at six. You get Trivium at seven, leading edge at eight, Phoenix Country Day at nine, and then we bumped Bisbee out and put a Reedy prep in. Yeah, Bisbee lost at Pima 51 to 65. And, you know, that's not a bad loss or anything. It's on the road at Pima 51-65, but they were just right on the cusp of our top 10. And if I'm looking at this, I mean, aside from a San Carlos and a Benson, those are the only teams of note. That, that That's the only team of note that they have played. You know, I mean, Joseph City is good, but they're also in the 2A. You know what I mean? So 2A, 1A, so it's a little bit different. Um, and then Hayden as well. So, I mean, yeah, we bumped them out. But, again, they're just right on the outskirts of our top 10 right now. They can easily bounce back in January. If you look at easily. their next three games, they got Wilcox, Morenci, and St. David. Yeah. So yeah. they can pick up some quality wins over there. 
Yeah, and let, let's talk about Ariti Prep for just a second because they're the ones who really cracked into our top 10 for the 1A or Makes for the noise. 2A. Here's the thing, though, and, and I mean this in all love, okay? I don't know that Ariti Prep is for real. Is for real yet. You know, I need to see a little bit more from them to like really feel good about that 10 spot. But looking at their record, looking at that win over Leading Edge Academy, they definitely deserved a spot in that top 10. I mean, Leading Edge Academy was their number five spot. Um, so I just think that I just need to see more from them, but it's definitely well deserved from them. And we'll just see where they land. Who did you say Ariti Prep has next? Oh, they have Wilcox. No, I'm looking. No, they got Arizona Lutheran next in the Coyotes Basketball Invitational. Okay, so we'll get to see a lot about them there. Yes, we will. Okay, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about the 2A? You want to move on to the 3A? Um, I think that's pretty good for the 2A. And I think like I said, I'm I'm telling you guys, we take a really heavy consideration when we do our rankings just so that it can be right. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, that's some good stuff. Okay, let's move on to the 3A now. Dum, okay. dum, dum, dum. Yeah, so the 3A is, like, interesting. I would say that most everything is stays the same, except there are some some decent movements here. Man, it, feels, it feels like way – it feels like a month ago that Scottsdale lost to Fountain Hills, but that was just, like, two weeks ago. Literally. Yeah, so that's crazy. So our biggest movement is Scottsdale lost to Fountain Hills. That was that big loss um that i'll give you that score spread right here scott still loses to fountain hills uh 34 to 56 at home it was a big loss uh they were previously at number two they dropped to number five so obviously fountain hills moves up to number two coolidge is at number three which i really like coolidge at number three yuma catholic is at four okay but let's think about yuma catholic here for a second Okay. Can we be honest and say that I mean I love Coolidge, but Yuma Catholic could easily be easily tied for three. Well, yeah, but I mean think about it. Easily one through four, one through I'm gonna say one through four, they could all beat each other any given night. Any given night. Any given night. It's not like you know whatever. So that that's really exciting. Yuma Catholic has been on a tear. We haven't even talked about this, but they played at Northwest Christian, beat them fifty-eight to thirty-seven. They played at Brawley, California, and they won 57-32. to 32. They beat Tonopah 79-36, to 36, and now I think tomorrow they're going into the Cactus High School Tournament, and they're going to play against some really good competition. Here's the thing. We've been catching some heat from a very good friend of ours who will remain nameless about Yuma Catholic, that Yuma Catholic needs to be way higher than number four. And I don't think that we disagree with them, but I think that the resumes of Coolidge and Fountain Hills and Valley Christian are just a little bit better than Yuma Catholic at this point, you know, but Yuma Catholic is there as far as every other, every other piece. So just wanted to say that Scottsdale moves to number five, um, Scottsdale this week, they're going to be competing in a pretty, I think they're in the Epic New Year's Tourney's classic, Epic Tourney's New Year's classic um, at Skyline high school. So that's going to be good for them. Monument Valley and Holbrook have just they just keep winning, you know. Just keep and, winning, doing your thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Monument Valley right now. And just kind of reiterate what you said about Yuma Catholic, about they probably should be higher. But, yeah, it's just you look at the resume, who they be and compared to a Fountain Hills, a Coolidge, and a Valley Christian, it's just night and day different. I'm going to say this, Monument Valley is dropping one soon. 
Very mm. soon. I'm Very soon. And I'm talking about PowerPoint games. I could see them losing at Page January 3rd. Or Chin Lee. Or Chin Lee. They just played against Page December 10th, and they barely won 52 to 45. This is going to be on the road. I'm just saying, dude. And then at Chin Lee, it's also on the road. I I could see them dropping one of those two. And they play Page a third time, too, January 24th. It's going to be very interesting to see, to say the least. Um, yeah, so Monument Valley and Holbrook stay the same. Holbrook's just kind of doing their thing right now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they're still without their big. Hopefully, they're able to bounce back. You know, they play Round Valley, a little tune-up game for them, which will be good. And then you go to Valley Christian on yeah. the 7th. Just yeah. kick off. Pretty much that's your kicker for the new year, yep. January 7th. And I hope they're fully ready to go. They like I said, be. I I really think it'd be a really good game. Let's hope or so. Has, has the potential to be. It, really it's maybe game. got some potential. I could see it also. I I, I see I can see it getting run away. I can see yep. it run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that's why I don't want. And I love Holbrook. So let's just keep moving on. Okay. Um. So, uh, Ailey <laughs> Ironwood. They were previously at nine. And hey, actually, let, before we go on, because I don't want to forget this. Let's take a second, too, and talk about Coolidge. Um, Coolidge has been tearing it up. I think right now they're like 16-0 and 0 or something like that, or 14-0. and 0. But they went through the Casa Grande Union High School Tournament, and they won that whole thing. From what I was reading online, that is the first Coolidge basketball team to ever win the Casa Grande High School Tournament, which is super cool. And they're all they're clicking on all cylinders. They're playing really tough right now. And um, I mean, they're I mean, very well deserved a number three. They could easily be number two. They just need a bigger win under their belt, like a Scottsdale Christian or something like that. But they're going to have some opportunities coming up. So I just want to take a second to talk about that because I think that's important. And I think it's of note. And they play two very good teams on the 6th and the 10th of January. They play Santan Foothills to kick off the new year. And then they'll play Florence on the 10th at Coolidge. Mm. And that's that big rivalry, Coolidge and Florence. That's a big rivalry game right now. We'll talk about it as we get into it. You know, one team did bump into our top 10. Someone, a new face is in, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And it's well-deserved, to say the least. I mean, man, so well-deserved. So fun. Okay. Anyway, Ironwood. You were saying about Ironwood? Yeah. Okay. So ALA Ironwood, um, they previously were in our nine spot. They moved up to their eight spot. They competed really good. I mean, they definitely lost, but they competed really good in the tournament that they were in. Uh, they were playing against a ton of bigger schools in that Pima Community College Christmas tournament, but they had some really great moments in there and some really good wins over some very solid teams. And uh, so, yeah, I really like them. They're at that eight spot now. And let's get to number nine. Okay, Florence jumps into our top ten, and it is very well-deserved. I saw a stat about Florence that I think is important for Coolidge to think about, for Valley Christian to think about, for anybody that's playing Florence. As a team, they're shooting 55% from three. Okay, this team can shoot the ball, and I think it was very – that was reflected in some of the plays of the week that I shared last week or two weeks ago, you know, obviously Brandon Farley goes in, he gets the ball. He hits a stunning step back crossover three pointer to win the game against Thatcher. And then they're in another really tight game against post and Butte. And, you know, they're drawing up a play and it goes South 
I think this is like the best thing ever, right? It goes south and the ball is like a loose ball and it goes to the corner and, it, and somebody just runs out, grabs it, checks it up and just drains it. You know, as a team, you have to be ready for Florence because these kids can really shoot the ball. And they're shooting it with a lot of confidence right now. It's funny, like across the board, if you look at it, not everybody has taken threes. And there's some that haven't taken a whole lot. But the people that are taking threes, there's like maybe three of them, maybe four. They're very accurate and they're pretty consistent. So I think that's something to watch with them going forward. But a, a spot in our top 10, especially that number nine spot, is super well-deserved for Florence. So I really like that a lot. And, and they'll be in the epic New Year's tourney, epic tourney's New Year's classic. That, they will be they in. To, they need to come up with a new name for that. I'm not mad about it. It's all right. So if you look at it as they approach the new year on January 3rd, they will play Push Ridge, which will be a very good test for them to see. Push Ridge, we just got word and confirmation that their footer is back and will be ready in action for this next year's play in season. I know how I wanted to word that. Play in season. That's a play in season. I know. I didn't know how to word it. But anyways, yeah, their footer's yeah. back. Right. But push is going to be a totally different team. So I think that's also something that is important to note. Okay. And then we move on to our 10 spot. Blue Ridge dropped. Okay. And here's where we kind of get into the resume stuff. Blue Ridge hadn't done anything wrong. They haven't lost. They haven't done anything wrong, I know. Yeah, they haven't done anything wrong. But let's just be honest, though. There are some teams that are a little bit hotter than they are right now, and they have a better resume than Blue Ridge does. So they dropped. Santan Foothills actually dropped out of our top 10 last week, and then they dropped back in because they had, I mean, even though they did lose to Borgay Catholic, which is a pretty big loss for them. They uh, like, you know. Back. They're like an unranked team. They bounce back, and they had a great rest of the tournament in the Eddie Martinez uh, tournament. Invitational. They beat Coronado 56-52, beat Thatcher 4 down to 44, uh, Ailey Anthem South, and Globe. So, um, yeah, they had a great week, and they rebounded really well. I just want to say, man, I – and this is for you, but really this is for everybody else. Please tell us. What teams are we missing? Because I'm looking at these top tens for all of these schools, all of these conferences. I feel really solid about all of them. I mean, I don't think that we're leaving anybody out that that should be on here, you know? And maybe we are. If we are, I want you guys to let us know. We're posting this thing this morning. So make sure you let us know in the comments below, like, who should be on here and stuff like that. So I agree. Hashtag I agree. You know, my question is, what is like you said before we get off? Because like I said, that's pretty much our top ten. Valley at one, Fountains at two, Coolidge at three, Yuma at four, Scottsdale at five, Monument at six, Holbrook at seven, ALA at eight, Florence at nine, and then Blue Ridge and Santana Foothills tied for ten. What's going on with Thatcher? Man, I don't know, dude. That's a great, great question. Yeah, and and push like push Ridge and Thatcher right now. Like I said, Pushridge has been out with some of their players and whatever. And well, we know what's up with Pushridge. That's not a question. They haven't had with, some of their best kids. And then Thatcher, you know, they did have they were they were missing kids from football, but we're about to head into the new year. Well, what I'm what I'm noticing when I watch them play is I didn't see Brandon Napier out there. Mm. That was their point guard. You know, he's That's a stud. A, he's a really so, good player. So, I mean, maybe he's coming back after 
after Christmas? I don't know, but that seems like a long time to be out, isn't it? I mean, is is it an overreaction to be worried about Thatcher? I don't think so. No, not at this point. Or do you think they will be, or do you think they will bounce back? I'm saying like at this, so, so we picked, um, I mean, I picked push to win the South and you picked Thatcher, wasn't it? I picked Thatcher. I'm just, I'm telling you right now, if, if Thatcher's team does not change and there's nobody that is coming in, I think that you should be a little concerned about your pick. That's all I'm going to say. You know, if Brandon Napier comes back, I think that changes them and that helps them a ton, but they just, I mean, Curtis is there and he's still doing his thing. And I mean, he's a stud. I mean, he's huge. And I mean, that kid's one of the best athletes I've seen in the small ball, but Without Brandon Napier, it's hard because you don't have that solid point guard that's running the show. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I with push, you. we know like they're missing, they've been missing a couple of their kids, but we know they're coming back. We don't know that with Thatcher. So, I need to do some digging and figure that out. Is okay. that a good enough answer for you? That's a solid answer for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I put uh, a lot I, of money on Thatcher. No, I'm just I, kidding. I, I, know. I put like $3,000 on push rate. So, you know, we'll see how that works out for me. We're about to put our whole houses on it, our mortgage. All of our Patreon money on it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. Uh, You know, Reyes doesn't know this, but I'll say this right now. Uh, Don't miss out on our Patreon because this week we're going to do a mock draft of some some small ball players. It's going to be pretty fun. We'll post our team up there for you guys to see which team would actually get the dub if they played against each other. Uh, We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Good luck to all the teams that are playing in tournaments. Have fun. Enjoy some time with family. And we'll catch you guys next time.